Morning, team. Nice to be coming. Thank you, Anthony. Nice present. We'll talk about that tomorrow, won't you? It's a very nice present. Always get the presents. Lovely. Oh, wait a minute. Go on, make yourself... Go on. Oh, oh blimey. Just lose the music in the process. Right, you want to make yourself comfy there? Oh, dear, that's right. Make as much noise as you can. Why don't you? Oh, but you had ten minutes to do that, and you leave it till the last minute. Very unprofessional, if you ask me. Wouldn't catch me doing... Th- First thing I do when I sit down... I brush the seat off, because you don't know where the producer's been. And, uh, and then I adjust the microphone. And then I sit down, and I calm myself, and I do, I do my warm-ups. Me, 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 which is going to be me for the next two hours. And uh, la, 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 which would be you. And, uh, and then I sort of rearrange the strawberries, put the papers down, cup of tea to the right-hand side, and I say, good morning, team. I was distracted. You see, you, you could learn a lot. I was distracted. By whom? By by just distractions. Just distractions. Yes. It's a very distracting day in the studio. It was a very Are you wearing a Mac? No, I'm not wearing a oh, Mac. Sorry, if, Don't even start and close No, today. because from here, it does look... You know, kids... There would always be the kid at school who had the black Mac with the epaulettes on, where he used to keep his sort of um, cub um, cap as well, and he'd have a belt which would always be done up. This is a very expensive jacket, thank you very much. I know, but, um, but from where I'm sitting, it does it look looks as like a Mac. It, it does look like a Mac. Right. See, now I've moved it there, and it looks like a Dell. <sighs> And, and what are you wearing? Describe to the listeners what you're wearing today. It's called fashion, Alan. You wouldn't understand it. No, it's called it's the curtains from a Punch and Judy store. <laughs> Do you know, I was looking at a book the other day. You know, it's one of the rare occasions. Right. I sort of pick one up. And it had old pictures of London. Oh, yes. And you in them. <laughs> no. But it was very interesting to think that from 1900, and only 50 years after that when... Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so... Um, and, and you look at the way London has changed. Up by Hyde Park Corner, number one London which is by itself, which is the Wellington Museum. Yeah. OK. Well, up until the 1960s, there were houses all the way down. There was no hard rock. There was no intercontinental hotel on the corner. The houses ran all the way down, but it's part of the new road scheme. Then you might be able to answer this question. Halfway well, I'll try. Da- halfway down that road... Yeah. About, yeah, about, I'd say about halfway down before you get to the Ritz... Yes. There's a building on the left, which Called is... Called the In-N-Out. Which, no, 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 it's, it's oh. boarded up. It's like an old house, and it's, it's set back from the road a little bit, yes. which is unusual on that road. It's the In-N-Out Club. It was what, the home of Lord Palmerston. Oh, right. Yes. So you did know. Of course I know. So why is it boarded up? Uh, because it was bought by a Saudi businessman some years ago for, I think, £25 million, and That sounds it's, cheap for its location. Well, it was years and years ago, and they've done absolutely bugger all with it ever since. In fact, I drove past it the other day thinking, I think these people should have it taken back. Yeah. Because it, they use it for film shoots and they have parties. But it was known as... It's the, very overgrown, though. The grass outside... I know, very right? overgrown. And they, they've let it go to rack and ruin. And it's a very famous historical house. I'm surprised that English Heritage didn't take it yeah. and do it. But after it was the... Um, Lord Palmerston's house. It's got a blue plaque. It then became known as the In and Out Club. If you look at the front, it's got out and in, and that's why the cab drivers knew it was In and Out. It's uh, it's an In and Out drive. That's the only reason it's called the In and Out. Well, because it was it was a, a club. Yes, but mo- I know lots of places like that that got In and Out. But it was known them. as the In and Out. I can't tell you any more than the fact that it was known as the In and Out. Trust you to know which one I was talking about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Listen, there's not much you could tell. Yes, I know, I know. I do like that part of life. It's one of my favourite bits. And in fact, just over the road, they've got the Elephant Walk. Elephant Walk? The Elephant Walk. They've got a lot of elephants in Green Park, and it it goes down to Buckingham Palace. Right. You've got these elephants all over London. Have we? Have you not noticed them? No. Oh, Seriously, we... what do you mean, lots of elephants across London? Elephants, it's, it's part of a... Actually, strange enough, we went onto the internet yesterday, a friend of me, and we were finding out who is actually behind it. By God, it's all the very well-heeled people. Prince Charles, you've got just about everybody. 
you know, who right. is very well heeled in society, who's involved with trying to raise money to save elephants. But I don't know if it's a private thing, because they've managed to put these elephants up all over London. There are six in Trafalgar Square, all decorated by famous artists like Nicky Haslam, Lulu Guinness, people like that, Peter Smith. Everybody's done one. And you can buy in Selfridges or Regent Street or the dreadful shop in Carnaby Street uh, the smaller versions of them. And I've bought two, depending on which, which design you like. There's all sorts of different designs of the elephants. Right. And they're all over London. I think there's 253 elephants in London. Do you know about the lions? In Trafalgar Square? No. The ones, there's one of them at the end of, well, I suppose it's the beginning or the end, depending where you start, of Westminster Bridge. Um, if you cross over Westminster Bridge, going away from Parliament, just on the other side, on the left-hand side, there's a massive um, stone lion. Oh, right. And it was made out... I can try... I was just looking... It's not for the Duke of Northumberland, is it? No, it's not. It was made um, out of a material that they thought was indestructible. It was like a, a, a mixture of porcelain crushed with yeah. know, some other mixtures. But there was two of them. And they were, they were atop of a building. And then when the building was taken down, one was put at the front or the beginning of Westminster Bridge. Uh. Do you know where the other one is? Is it Cyan House? No. No. I know what you're thinking of, but it's not. Well, because Cyan House is the Duke of Northumberland's house, and on the top he has a lion facing out to the river, and the other lion was on his London house, and that's now in a graveyard uh, just off Piccadilly. Well, I'll give you a clue. Uh. It's actually near you. Near me in in Twickenham? Yeah. And it's painted gold. It's painted gold? Yeah. Good Lord. It's actually the entrance of Twickenham Stadium. Oh, right. And that's its partner. Well, I've I've never been to Twickenham Stadium. I've never been in a fit state. Darren's been a few times. Says it's fabulous. Is it? Yeah, absolutely fabulous. I've just, unfortunately, made it as far as the Barmy Arms. I've never made it any further than that. Hey, I was very sporting the other week. I went to Brands Hatch. Check me out. I went to Santapod once. To where? Santapod. What was that? It's a racetrack. They do drag racing. It's where cars dress up as women. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, <laughs> it's an old gag, but it's worth using. And um, and I, all I found that was that was terribly noisy and just smelt of petrol fumes. And I hate it. It's where cars go wow, wow. And I just hated it. Well, yours was a drag race, wasn't it? Yeah. So why would they be going zooming past you like that? Well, because they do. You're they halfway s- down the track. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And I just didn't like it. And I'd, I've seen motor racing before. And it's just very noisy. And a lot of girls with bleach blonde hair. Oh. Mm, and they yes. wear white jumpsuits and they pose over cars provocatively. Yes, there, were, there was a lot of that going on. There was yes. a lot of that. Yes. I, well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did you? British Touring Car Championship was fab. Oh right. You see, I can't bear cars. Why? You drive for I drive a car, yeah, but I'm not remotely interested in it. It's like, if somebody said, I've, I've got tickets for the motor show, or we can go and have a happy meal at the Harvester, I'm down the Harvester. I'd be, straight I did the Harvester as well. Straight away down the Harvester, I'm afraid, <laughs> you know. Surf and turf and that's me. I don't want to wander around in a motor show. It interests me not. Right. Unless you've got limitless money in your pocket, in which case you go, yeah, that's very nice, I'll have one of those. Because they were reviewing a car the other day in the paper, and it's £700,000. And I thought, who in their right mind, apart from a thick footballer, would ever spend £700,000 on a car? What car was it? I don't know, just hand Oh, come on, you must have remembered I, I, what the I car was. I can't remember, was. I just remember it was 700,000. And I remember thinking, oh, that's a go. lot of money for a car. 700,000 pound car. Do you know, when I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday, via a medium, uh, I, I said... Oh, I need to talk to you about that. Yeah, but isn't it great, the internet? Years ago, you'd say, I'd like to find out about so-and-so, so-and-so. And you'd have to go to the library and do research or phone somebody that said, do you know anything about it? Now, you sit at home on a computer... And you go, tick, 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 like that, and up comes the information. Well, normal people do, but not, not you. How are you getting on with your Mac? 
fabulous. Did you tell people what happened with the mouse? I, I missed that. Yeah. You did? Yeah, you I was, shared this I was honest with them did, when I first put did, it in. Did you share the information? Yeah, I shared the information. Amanda, tell it. me, did you share the information about the mouse? Yeah, I did. I said that when I first... Yeah, I went out the wrong way around. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, just checking. I'm yeah, just but checking. bearing in mind, I didn't know. didn't say <laughs> right, left, up and down, did it? It just had a mouse. Oh, for goodness sake, you can tell by the which end clicks. Well, that's why I thought I wondered why somebody said, you push down on it and it clicks, and I'm pushing and it wasn't clicking. <laughs> and yet, strange enough, the other end clicked. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong end. How long were you using it I didn't it bring for? customer service, but I, I was wondering, I thought, I can't control this mouse. Because somebody said to me, the one trouble you'll have, because it's a... Um, a wireless keyboard and mouse. Yes. And you don't need to do anything. You don't need to align it. And I'm pushing it and thinking, I'm never going to get the hang of this. This blooming mouse is going all over the place. So you were going left and the cursor was going it's right. going right. And you didn't figure out what was wrong. I never figured it out at all. And somebody said to me, it, it, and I'm thinking, and then you push down on it. So push down on what? There's nothing to push down so on. So how long were you trying to work it for? A couple of hours. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Why not? Why not? But, but at least I'm honest. At least I can hold my hands up at 39 and say... That, you know, I, I did... Is that number 39? Yeah, number 39. <laughs> I was living there at the time. And I, and I didn't know. Right. But the other day, and I didn't realise this, somebody, uh, somebody put something on my car, and it was a phone number. Yeah. And it said, call this number. So I thought, no, I'll give it to the police to start with, because I don't like people putting things on my car. You know, really, luckily we've got CCTV. So then I, I phoned a friend of mine and said, I've got this, this, there's this phone number. They type it in on Google. Did you know you can do this? You type in a phone number on Google, and up will come all the places where this phone number originates. My God, it was mean? on some... Like what? Well, if, put it this way, if, if that number appears on, say, for example, a dating site, it will tell you. So I could put my phone number to Google? And it will tell you where your phone number appears. I'm going to try that right Go now. Go on, try it now. Try, try, try it yourself. So just in normal Google? Yeah, just normal Google. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Type in your phone uh-huh. number, uh-huh. then put uh-huh. search, and everywhere uh-huh. your phone number appears... Up it will come. If your phone number doesn't appear anywhere, let's say yours yours doesn't. Mine just yeah. appears in something called Mobile Phone Numbers UK. Well, there you go. They, they, your phone number's in there, then. Hang on, let me have a look. Yeah, he's now checking. That's what it is. But if, if it appears on, on any slightly dodgy site, it will throw it up immediately and tell you who, who it's assigned to. This a, I don't know what this site is. It's yeah. just a list of numbers. Yeah. Well, and you're on it. Am I? Well, you must be if it's thrown up your Well, your I can't number. find it now. All right. Oh, wait... Oh. Amanda's on one site. Well, what site are you on? We're just loads of numbers. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm yeah. on. That, are you that's, on this one? Yeah. You're obviously both on the same thing. She can't see. She's blind. There's no All point. Right. She can't see that. Shall I put your number in and see what happens? No. Yeah, I will. No, don't. Because <laughs> we had to take a shit. No, don't. It'll turn up on all sorts of strange places. Well, I'm going to try now while you, while you go do the news. I'm going to check. We don't know my home number. I have my ways. Well, well how do you know? Put, not your home number. Put your mobile number, you said. No, it's home number. You said, home, you oh, said it does, mobile. It does anything. <laughs> well, now you change. You've got a number on the moon. It'll do that one as well. Right, well, I'll try your mobile one. <laughs> See what oh dear. happens. Quarter past five. These are the headlines. Labour and Liberal Democrat negotiators will meet again today after holding their first formal discussions on a possible coalition. After Gordon Brown promised to stand down before his party's September conference, both sides have described the talks as constructive. A teenager has been taken to hospital with serious head injuries after an accident in Dagenham. The 19-year-old was involved in a collision between three cars on the Lodge Lane flyover last night. And British Airways says it'll do all it can to keep flying through 20 days of strikes. Cabin crew will walk out on various dates from next Tuesday after Unite members rejected a deal to end their dispute with the airline. Check on the roads, here she is. Oh, it's Muffin Girl back again. It's <laughs> Joanne Webb. Thanks, Steve. Now, let me talk about that um, problem in Dagenham. Morning, everybody. 17 minutes past five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Oh, you're staying, are you? You've taken your coat off. So that means you must be staying in the studio. Last night, Darren Brown... 
was back on the television. Perhaps they could use them in the future governments to try and work out what the hell everybody's doing. Because the Mirror have said, for the greater Lord, the Sun have got going brown. PM says he'll quit, but not till September. And the, and the Daily Star sums up the whole country with, sort it out, you clowns. Stop thinking of yourselves and start running the country. And that's probably the most sensible headline from the Daily Star I've ever read. But uh, Darren Brown appeared on television the other night, and he was exposing mediums. Yeah, it was on last night. It's an he? old thing. It was done years ago. The Davenport brothers used to expose mediums. And years ago, you had people who would sit in what they called spirit cabinets. And they would put in there, they, they, they would tie them up, put them inside, and they put a tambourine in there. And all of a sudden, the tambourine would be thrown out and all this kind of thing. Open the doors. They're still tied up. The interesting thing, though, I wouldn't say he was exposing them. I think it's more just investigating them, you know, just trying yeah. to see whether... Same thing. Yeah, all right, OK. Yeah. But um, well, the, the problem is, though, you can never totally 100% disprove it. And that's the but problem. But they can't prove it But that's either. what I mean. Yes. That's, that's why people get away with it. Yeah. Oh, for ages. And, of course, people will, will go because there are those people who want to believe in something. But there is something called... And we actually did it on LBC overnight. We did cold reading. Well, that's what he was talking about last yes, night. Cold and reading. explained the different, all the different sections yes. of cold reading. Yes. It's fascinating. It, it is, it, it, it's an interesting science in so much as once you've learnt how to cold read somebody, mm. and you can say, wait a minute, I'm getting a name coming through now. Brian. Bri- Brian mean anything well, to you? Well, the thing is, in a room of 500 people, there's bound to be somebody. Absolutely, and that's what they rely on. Mm. But that one person, yes, it's me. And you go, well, it could have been, he could have said, you know, Aloysius. And somebody would have come up with a cat, Aloysius. Well, the interesting thing was, once you've got, once you've got a target of somebody, this is for cold. Yes, then you can play reading, on it. They, one of the interesting facts is you, you read out a number. You just make, you just make a number. And it could be any number, yeah. and the person you're saying it to suddenly racks their brain and tries to fit that number yes. to anything they yes. can. Yes, yes. Wait a minute. I mean, we, we used to have one, he'd go, oh, I could, I see a red car. And they go, no, have you ever seen a red car? <laughs> and it, it would be that vague, and they, and they would pick up on it. And you're quite right, when you have a big audience, and that's why when they do these shows at the Fairfield Halls in Croydon, for 1,690 people in the audience, there'll be nothing. For 10 people... Oh, it'll be perfect. It'll be absolutely perfect, and they'll go away believing, and that 10 people perfect, will, will, will perpetuate it and say, I went to see, you know, Maisie Twaddle last night, and she, was fa- she knew everything about my, my husband who'd passed over, and he spoke to me. No, he didn't. But Don't be so stupid. One of the really fascinating ones is um, he, the, the chap that Darren, Darren was with. Yeah. Darren put a load of Hollyoak actors in front of him, one mm. at a time, and there was one chap, and he was trying to do some readings to him, got nothing right yeah. at first. So he, he did try to do lots and lots of things. Nope. And the guy kept going, nope, nope, doesn't mean anything. The very last thing, he got something. But because he only got one of them right, the actor forgot all the fact of that course. he missed all the yes, other ones. Just, just goes said, on that one. And just went to that last one. Oh, he's amazing. You know, like, uh, well, no, no, he's not, actually. Yes. Because they will keep going and they'll go, and they'll also, they'll also go, listen, just hang on to that thought at the moment. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a woman in a, in a, in a dress. That'll be my mother. You know, oh, surprisingly, because I thought she normally wore lederhosen. And, and they will do it. And cold reading is very, very clever. It's like, if, if I say to you... Oh, I think th- it's an art in itself. Think of a number between one and ten. Seven. Most of you listening at home will have been thinking... I, I actually seven. thought of seven, yes. Of course you thought of seven. Because yeah. it's a middle number. If I say, OK, you're thinking of a picture card, you're thinking of a black card, now you're thinking Jack of Clubs. No, I was thinking Ace of Queen Spades. of Spades. Ace of Spades. Oh, Ace of Spades. Yes. Oh, right, that's not a picture card, is it? Oh, sorry, you said picture yeah, card. picture card. Oh, sorry. So you're not going to be thinking Queen of Spades or, or Jack of Clubs. Do another one. OK, think <laughs> of another one. OK. I'm seeing a number coming into your mind at the moment. It's under 20. It's, oh, it's a middling... It's about 13. I'm seeing a number there, 13. Well, it was three, but it had the three in it. It had a three in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So hang on to the three. OK, OK, three. now the three. 
Three is significant in your life. I see maybe at one point, did you live in a house with with a number three? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. Hold, hold that thought there. Holding it, holding okay. it. Okay, I'm seeing... I'm seeing your parents at the moment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing your grandmother, who isn't with us. She's passed over. She sent, sent me a message for you. She has passed over, yes. She said you can keep the brooch. Oh, how do you know about that? Unbelievable, you see. Look at that. Cold reading, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it first live on LBC. No, really, how do you know about that? I'm now going to predict the next government. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a bloke. <laughs> All right, there you go. It's a bloke. Uncanny. How does he do it? Why does he do it? Steve Allen, the man who reads Tetley actually, TVs. you know what? You've come onto something there, actually. Mm. Because a great marketing ploy would be actually to put somebody lead, a, a woman to lead one of the parties again. Yes. That'd be great marketing. I, I always tell the story of how Doris Stokes was exposed on television. Sorry, because... I just had a great idea for politics here, and you just, just so You've just given it, it away. You've given it away. I just, I'm just saying, so if... if, if... Yeah, it was very, it was very good. It's a the great marketing ploy. She thought it was good. I, I, my idea, okay? She thought it was good. But then have you seen what she wears? You know, I mean, there's no hope. You, sorry, there. you cannot possibly ever talk about people's clothes today. What? I mean, this is called have you, actually, have you actually mentioned to people that you're wearing trainers? Yeah, they know I'm wearing trainers because I'm like <laughs> Anthony Davis because we both now wear trainers because we are of the age. But you're and believe you me, white trainers. Yeah, it's like a certain age you cannot and wear white and I trainers. Are very similar for work. ages. He's thirty-seven. I think I'm thirty-nine. But you can't yeah. wear white trainers after a certain age for work. It just doesn't look I'm right. I'm not white. They're white with a flash on. They're England trainers <laughs> for the football. I'm celebrating <laughs> the so football. Chubby. Will you shut it? They're not chavy. <laughs> They're so chavy. Seriously, that is chav. This will be the last time Alan uh, Dodgen, is it? I've nearly called you Alan Davis. <laughs> so we, so uh, appears got, on the program. So it's been great working Judy with you. Ch- shirt and yeah. chavy trainers. Yeah, right. Are you trying to like be youth? Uh, no, I'm just saying that, I mean, if you're, if you're doing a lot of walking every day, and I do four miles, I do a lot of walking every day to try and, you know, keep fit, get the heart Which pumping. Which I admire you for. Yes, and you can't do it in shoes because your feet hurt. No, so I've got to do it in trainers. And I'm not going to go and spend £60 because I'm mean, even though I bought two iPads and an <laughs> iMac. You know, I'm not going to go and spend 60 quid on a pair of trainers. So I bought these in Marks and Spencer's and they're, they're, they're £25. Right. And so it means if, if they get lovely. dirty, I go and buy another pair. They're lovely. Yeah. I, no, I do like them. I yeah. just wasn't used to seeing you I don't them. wash trainers. And uh, they get dirty. I throw them away and I buy other ones. They're £25. I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, for £25, quid, don't even bother washing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Landfill. No, Steve, I do beg your pardon. We no, not melt you, that before. Charity shop. Land. Charity shop. No, you never give your shoes to charity shops. Why not? Never buy shoes in charity shops. Why not? Because you're fit. Look, look, look. Have you ever been of... to some of these vintage shops? Well, where you, you shouldn't buy shoes. shoes. You should never ever. It's like you know. W- hello, would you go in there and sort of say, do you have any old toothbrushes? No, because I think shoes a bit of a are moulded. You look in somebody's shoes, proper shoes, and it'll have the outline of their feet in there because their feet are made to fit that shoe, and they wear it. You start putting somebody else's shoes on, you're going to do your feet immeasurable. Damage. I rest my case. Thank you, Your Honour. You go to prison for ten years and you will be hanged by the neck until dead. All right? Fine. Start on me this morning. I wasn't starting on you. You started on me to start with. The in and out was the Naval and Military Club in Piccadilly. My dad was a member, says Rosie. Uh, Ex-Naval. And I was an associate lady member. The ladies were segregated from the men in those days. Seems perfectly acceptable, I think. Seems perfectly acceptable. Uh, The weather today... Mostly dry with sunny spells. Very cold this morning. Yes, it was nippy. Very nippy outside. A few light showers in Kent, but that's your own problem. And in Surrey this afternoon. Well, oh, yeah. no. Showers in Surrey. Yes. Mm. Pollen count is moderate. Uh, currently, it's four degrees chilly. Tomorrow, uh, I can tell you, it's going to be dry and bright in the morning. Patchy cloud and brief light showers in the afternoon. I have 12 centigrade. I planted some geraniums. The other day, I did... Hanging uh, basket ones? No, the hanging baskets are not going to be ready for another two weeks. I did check 
with uh, with Paul Cooper. So where are the ger- geraniums I've going? I've got them in my terracotta pots. Oh, right, yes. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six pots. Six pots. Up there at the moment. And uh, my, my clematis. Right. Uh, Princess Diana is doing very well. So that's got little tiny bell-shaped flowers on it. Well, it will have eventually. Very nice. And uh, and it looks like summer's just around the corner. A bit like the election, I suppose. But, uh, did we ask Carl if he was going to bring those things down? Did he say he would? Oh, no, has he disappeared? Oh, dear. He's run off with them. He's run off, I know. Memory like a sieve, honestly. One minute he's there, the next minute, you know, the mind has gone wandering, as they say. There's a picture of a woman in the paper today in the Daily Star. She's another one of our, of our favourites on the programme. She's another sponger. She's another woman who don't work. This woman has got uh, five children, all by different fathers. Oh, nice. Multicoloured children. Oh, nice. And she rakes in 30 grand a year. And she says, I'm better off single... Uh, oh, sorry, I do beg your pardon. She's got seven children by four fathers. There's a name for people like you, dear. Uh, what I want to know is, don't sponge off us, because if I got into power, I'd take away your doll money. You could starve, as far as no, I'm concerned. Does it say how old she is? Uh, yes, I can tell you now. She's 36. She's never worked, and she lives in a four-bedroom house. It seems to me that Closer Magazine put these people in there. Yeah. We had another family the other week. I should never buy Closer Magazine ever again for putting these sort of people in there. I just find it absolutely disgusting. She says, I get more on benefits. About time you went back to the people who got you pregnant in the first place, you lazy little mare, and made them pay. Look, multicoloured children, woman, not working, four fathers for all these children. You go out there, you find who the fathers are. Can't be that difficult. But they do have, luckily, everything. They have bikes, a Wii, Xbox, PlayStation, all the things that you hard-working families don't have because you have to work. This lazy old scrounger gets them. They have a 32-inch HD flat screen. Uh, she also wants a laptop, and she's applied for a government grant for a £600 one because she wants a more up-to-date one. So you can apply for a grant to get a laptop? Well, she can because she's a lazy old scrounger. And uh, she's, she's a little bit worried. Her, her, her jobless son, Shane waiting to join the army, moved out two years ago. Her student daughter, Gemma, has just got a council-funded flat. For what reason? Can somebody explain to me what, what reason somebody would give her a flat for? Is she another ne'er-do-well? She says uh, she avoids cooking for the kids as they get a hot, free school meal. A sandwich, a packet of crisps and a yoghurt will do. And uh, she spends up to 180 quid a week on food and struggles to make ends meet. Why don't you get off your ass and get out there and work, love? Why don't you do like the rest of the country? Go and work. You're a she disgraceful example of... of Sorry? £180 on food a week? Yeah. But there's only eight of them. Well, she says, she says living with a partner would cost her £200 a week in benefit, eleven grand a year. So she lives without the partners. But what's she buying for food for £180 a week? God, no, she's only got to look at her to realise she's a bone-idle little, little so-and-so. And uh, she says, we are better off than benefits in a stable relationship with a dad for my children. I'd warn other mums to stay separate, otherwise you risk losing too much. You're a disgraceful example, love. You want to get off your fat ass and get out there and do a job. There's people in this country, old people, struggling to make ends meet. And you sit there and you've never used contraceptives. Oh, dear. Disgusting, I'm afraid. Anyway, I feel so much better after that this morning. And it's only Tuesday, and it's still early breakfast. Oh, and Nick got some Sonys. LBC 97.3 28 minutes to six uh, is the time. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast at LBC. Don't say anything to anybody. Don't, 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 don't check with anyone. I'll tell you in the, the full story in a moment. Anyway, uh, Alan Dodgen's with us being Tuesday. Thank you to Maggie, who took a photo of the lion on Westminster Bridge. Yeah, it looks fab. It does. It looks as though it's sitting on top of the bus, Maggie. It looks like it's going for a ride. It does look as though it's going <laughs> off for a ride. Talking of that, Heather Mills turned up in Leicester Square the other night. And uh, here she is wearing a tiny little pair of hot pants. Oh, wow. 
you now, things like this like to come over here? Well, it should be in your paper as well. No, it's not, is it? I mean, I don't know what she thinks this outfit is, but uh, Sir Paul McCartney's ex-wife and just awful person. Nobody likes Heather Mills, and the reason is she's just not very pleasant. It's as simple as that. Uh, turned up. I don't know where the hot pants are the in... Thank you. You're wearing that jacket, are you? You've decided to wear it. I wonder who it was. Do they still I thought make it... those bags? They do still make those bags. I remember bags. having one of those bags at school. Students have them. Yeah. Students have them. Very worrying. I thought they stopped making those back in the 80s. Well, they do. That's why students still have them. Oh, right. Them. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Student, students okay. wear them a lot now, because you can keep everything in there, like, you know, spare pair of socks, pair of trainers, I mean, that's a big top. bag for work. What's he got in there? Yeah, well, I have a big bag, and strange enough, I bring it in, I don't open it, and I take it home I know. again. I know. We have noticed. <laughs> We have noticed that you bring things in and... I've got no idea why. Take it all back again. Isn't that very strange? I did laugh, and I have to, I have to read this out, because it's, it's very... First of all, there is an Arab con man who we're stuck with in this country. He's had an NHS kidney swap, and he's still here. I think we need to kick him out as quickly as possible. Michael Jackson fans are clinging to the belief the King of Pop is still alive and masquerading as a Burns victim. What? I know. Doesn't get worse, does it? Er... Uh, also, Britain's Got Talent hopeful Deborah Stevens was once at the centre of a horrific double killing. I know, you couldn't make some of these stories up. Ryan Giggs has apparently ha- appears to have some hair replacement treatment, which is worrying. But the funniest lines this morning come from Ali Ross. OK. Writing in The Sun today, he uh, talks television, as you know. Yeah. And he says, knowing smiles all round last month when Ben Shepherd quit... GMTV and claimed I'm speaking to other channels about a variety of exciting projects and Ali writes but lo it came to pass the exciting project was scream if you know the answer and the channel was watch TV the digital outfit who ended Richard and Judy's career but risk undermining all that goodwill with this one Duncan James presents a celebrity roller coasting quiz if you please on board some of the most frightening rides in Britain with Shepherd, Tufnell, Cleo Rockus and Katie Price, who is the most frightening British ride of all. Based loosely on an old Jimmel Fix-It scream if you know the answer, it's low-definition motion sickness minus Katie Price's all-important vomit shot. Viewers, however, may still experience some discomfort watching the great orange she-devil endlessly spinning like a satsuma in a slingshot <laughs> before failing to answer the question, what is 16 divided by 2? Answer, the ratings. A show where viewers and comfort are both in short supply. Though I do quite like commentator Colin Murray, who has a neat line in put-downs and an unfortunate ability to yell the truth. Ben Shepherd and our celebrities face a vertical drop and then it's all downhill from there. Ain't it just, says Ali Ross. Scream if you know the answer. Set fire to your own head if you're still watching after the first ad break. So, well done, Ben, on that great move. And I have to commend GMTV for dragging out and doing what can only be described as the lamest... Of, uh, of election coverages. I mean, to watch people, you know, Lorraine Kelly struggling to ask a sensible question to make her appear intelligent as opposed to saying, oh, you're gorgeous, that lipstick really <laughs> suits you and I love that dress. Where do we get that? That's Primark, is it? Wonderful, thank you. You know, and trying to sound intelligent, just, she looked out of her depth. You know, and doing the nodding sagely bit didn't work for me. Benjamin Shepherd, they stuck at the hotel on the Euston Road. I mean, he'd have been better off serving tea and cakes to the people there because he was lame as well. So is he gone now? No, he's not. He's, he's got other projects coming up. But when's he going? When he's got other projects coming up. Oh, he right. hasn't got any other projects coming up at the moment. But, I mean, it's, it's a little bit... It's difficult times for Benjamin because he's a big star on ITV in the firmament of things. Is he? Not really, no. He's not. Right. He's about as big a star as Jeff Brazier. 
I'm afraid. Oh, that big? Yeah, he's, he's, he's as big as that. I'm not a fan. Of who? Ben. No, I mean, he, 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 I mean I've, I've spoken to people down there before and they do say he loves himself so much he cannot walk past a mirror without, you know, just looking going, how gorgeous am I? Yet you can tell. He, he, he really, if he was yes. a lollipop, he, he would have been licked to death by now. Mm. By himself. I've seen he present some live events. Yes. And no. No. No, it doesn't no, work. No, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit television going, he's, he's pretty, the audience will, will like well, this him. Was, this get... wasn't for TV, this was actually a press conference. Oh, right. No, I know. But that, I, see, I don't think that women, and women do make up the majority of an audience in the morning, are going to seriously want to turn on the television and look at Adrian Childs. You know, even though a couple of women, and the majority of people will be listening to this station. Well, of course, unless you're sitting at home. I think if you're in the car, you're going to be listening to LBC. But you're, going to be looking, you're not going to be listening to Adrian Childs, are you? I don't want to be watching Adrian Childs. No, I know. I was say, he hardly looks, hardly looks awake uh, when we see him later on. Now, Dawn heard from Noreen. She can't get to her email at the moment. And, um, she's been to, uh, she's uh, in Lanzarote. Now, you know, I went to Lanzarote. Yes, we all know this. And I hated it. But apparently, she says, there is a queue of people waiting to get on the computer in the hotel. But she just wanted to let us know that she's arrived. And Which is good. And, uh, Chris Hawkins said on Sunday he'd seen Kirsty Almeida. And what a great singer she was. And she was someone to look out for. I decided to check her out and discover that tonight, Monday, last night, she's supporting Eli Paperboy Reed at Scala. Who? Eli, Eli Paperboy Reed. Steve Hargraves mentioned him before. Oh, right. Yeah. And oh, of course, I remember them, yes. And Kirsty and Eli playing at the Scarlet tonight. Scarlet's becoming like a second home. And uh, Dawn saw her live at the Water Rats in March. So there you go. Right. Good news on that. So now, you see, just goes to prove. Mentioned on this programme, talked about forever. Yasmin Khan's in to do the papers with Nick Ferrari this morning. And no doubt we'll be congratulating him. Actually, most of uh, Global did very well at the Sony's last night. Uh, the Capital Breakfast Show got uh, Best Entertainment Programme. Uh, Classic FM got a silver for Best Music Programme for the A to Z of Classic FM Music. Uh, Nick Ferrari got a silver for Best Speech Programme at Breakfast. Well done to Nick. Actually, the first of three Sonys for Nick. Three Sonys. He got Speech Radio Personality of the Year, Bronze for that, and Speech Broadcaster of the Year. Uh, James O'Brien got Best Interview for LBC. Uh, Capital got uh, Bronze for Best Single Promo which was very good, and Hart got uh, Best Competition for Battle of the Boroughs. So well done to everybody. I, of course, didn't get anything at all. Sorry. I'll be all right. OK, sure. I think best to keep your, your head under the parapet. I think advisable. But three three Sonys, because Nick said to me yesterday, he said, I don't think I'm going to get any. I said, I, I predict you're going to get two. So I was wrong, he was wrong, he got three. I think he's done well. Done very well indeed. Yeah. Very well indeed. Uh, other stories in the papers today, apart from it's the who are you going to be voting for next time round... Can't believe we're going back into the polls again. They're saying in uh, in the autumn. Yes, it'd be about six months' time. I think it'll be October. Andrew Pierce said, I think October the sixth or something like that. Six months' time. Is that six months? <laughs> is it? It's roughly January, that, February, isn't it? March. It'll be. A th- why will it be a Thursday? Oh right, it's always a Thursday apparently. So now you know. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's, that's, that's Amanda's that's the, pronouncement on it. It's going to be on a Thursday, because it's always on a Thursday. <laughs> Who says we can't do politics? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was hoping this we can... probably isn't on a Thursday. I was just no, wait a minute, we're going to check. Oh, hang on, let me check. check, check yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. We're now going to get our uh, our little thing, our little calendar. Why can you never find a calendar? Right, October. You want it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I found it. Oh, goodness sake. Have you? Oh, I can't do my she quick was right, it's not a Thursday. Oh, is it not? 7th is a Thursday. Yes, October the 6th is a Wednesday. So 
the Wednesday. Well, it doesn't matter, she was close. Yeah, close, one day out. Because she will be standing there outside the polling booths on the Wednesday, <laughs> waiting to see the what happens. The moment it opens. Yes. Ray in Barkingside said, excuse me, Ben Shepherd is a big star. On ITV2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Pete the Cab says, uh, the In-N-Out Club is now in St James's. Paul in Manchester says, you hear the story of the bankers who spent 60 grand on their bar bill after getting their bonuses. Well, actually, is that recent or is that an old story? Because I remember hearing a story about bankers and they started doing wine, I think, at some top restaurant. And they did about 60 to 70 grand. I know loads of people who do that, though, in the media industry. £60,000? Yeah, a lot of Hollywood people have come over. On wine? And spend, on who? wine and champagne. Who do you know? I can't say. Well, name names. No, I can't. £60,000? Well, I've, I've been for a meal with just two other people at, at a restaurant in London. It came, t- came to £5,000. I didn't pay. I hastened to add very quickly. What did you was... get for five grand? It's wine, It was all it? the wine. Yes, it's the wine. It was the wine. Yeah. Apparently, Bill says, just heard about the white trainers. You're now known as Steve Run DMC Allen. You've talking. Steve Run DMC Allen. <laughs> Somebody pointed at my shoes the other day in Twickenham, excuse me, and it wasn't Ivor either. It's because you're being youthy. It's, no, it's because it's, it's more youth, comfy. Youth. You've got it's to say with an F. comfy. Yeah, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it's, it was just unusual to see you in such bright white... Trainers. So it's only because they're brand new, <laughs> right. but they're ever so comfy. I mean, I, I can... They look comfy. Yeah. You've got, I mean, you got big feet as well, haven't you? I just noticed that. Eleven. I was about to say. What, what are you? Just Three. A... No, I'm only eight. Eight? Size eight, yeah. Oh dear. Normal size feet. That's not normal not size. Elephant size. Not for men. What do you mean not for men? Men are ten as an average. Oh, who? I'm not going to name I, names. I In this building, big. I know somebody with a six. With a six? Build, with a six. Can I, can I guess, but not on eight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? I, yes. knew, I knew that. That's pretty How obvious. How funny you should know that. Well, that's pretty obvious. And there she is. It's unbelievable, isn't it, really? <laughs> Ten's Junior. not average. I'm sorry. Ten can't be average. Of course, 10's average for men. Can't men, be. men. That's strong, massive. strong. And what are you, 11? Sorry? Are you 11? Yes. That's I am, big. I am in, in Wellington's. Sorry? Don't you struggle to find shoes? Well, of course not. It's quite a normal size. Is it? No, it can't Where be normal. Where have you been shopping? I thought eight's average. I'm no, sure eight's no, average. listen, believe you me. Everything that I'm wearing is off the shelf. Everything. And. A cemetery has banned unsafe flowers. What do you think constitutes an unsafe flower? Plastic. Yes, well done. Yeah. Of course, I know, I know the rules in cemeteries. Not all, all cemeteries, some of them ban toys. you don't know? <laughs> Not really, no. So why, why, why are they banned, then? They're banned because they could be a hazard. In what way can a plastic flower be a hazard? Um, because they might fall over, and what? they don't look very nice, and they spoil the look of the cemetery. No, apparently you can trip on them. Yes, I haven't finished yet. Oh, and right. you can also trip on them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can trip on plastic. Also, I mean, you should, I'll tell you the worst thing I've seen in cemeteries. What? Sometimes you go past them at night and there's, there's a ghostly glow over a grave because they've got solar lights on them. Right. What's and you can have that? them built... Oh, it just looks tacky. They're Is not it? coming back. I don't care what anybody says. They don't all come out and sit around and have a chat at night, much as though I wish they would. Yes. You get far more sense I don't believe people. we can talk to the dead, I'm afraid. No. I really don't. Actually, somebody that. wrote in to me the other day and was very worried about my, uh, my heart uh, pains, which I had a couple of weeks ago. I said, there weren't pains. And they were very worried because they said in a previous career they used to be a cardiac nurse. And, uh, and I, I made a mental note to myself to say, well, listen, you don't need to worry. I've already had my stents put in. I'm on Clopidril, which is the blood thinning agent, which I've been on since the operation, to be honest with you. And, uh, and I also, I'm, I became a bit lazy. I wasn't doing the walking I should have done. Now I'm back to walking. I'm up to speed. I'm doing, even, you know, in the car in the morning, I'm doing little exercises with my feet. And st- no, I'm not. Uh, but I am walking. 
What, you're pushing the clutch in the push accelerator? The clutch. <laughs> I don't have a clutch. clutch, it's an automatic. Oh, OK, yes, fair enough. <laughs> you just sort of push on the brake and then move it into the gear yes. and it just, strangely enough, moves forward, <laughs> which I quite like, which is good. Um, oh, you just ruined my whole story there, then. That, that, that was it. Oh, sorry. Oh! It, oh, what now? Yes, uh, there was another cemetery that banned children's toys on graves. Why? Well, because they just said that they didn't... They didn't think that children's toys should be on graves. Yeah, and they had reason? rules in the cemetery, and that was that was one of them. Because otherwise, it can turn into an absolute, you know, car boot sale. Well, they do say that, you know, badly faded silk flowers and broken ornaments are unsightly. Well, yes. I suppose they are. And the reason that people put false flowers on there is because they don't visit the grave very often. Oh, so, no, that's, that's a bit of a wild statement. Listen, believe you me... I, c- I can show you facts and figures that the majority of people do not visit cemeteries. That's why a lot of cemeteries are overgrown. People will go for the first year, and then unfortunately people move away, or they ju- you just you move on a little bit. You don't ever forget. Oh, sure you just you don't do. go to the cemetery. I'm sure you do. But I haven't been up to the uh, the crematorium where my mum and dad were done. Well, I'm not saying you should. Though. Only once. Only one. There's nothing to see. They're not there. But they be they were um, cremated. Cremated. Yeah. There's nothing there, though. Just yeah. a lot of flowers on Mother's Day. In yeah. fact, when I say a lot of flowers, Is there a I plaque? mean... No. No plaque at all? No. Why? Mm. Why would we have a plaque? We did have for the first year, and then my brother and I decided, what's the point of it? It's just a... We know where they are. See, I would prefer to have family buried, because I can actually go somewhere and actually know that, you know, OK... Oh, well, I'd prefer to have you buried as well. well, well Tomorrow well, seems people, like a good day. So. <laughs> Face down. Dig your way out of that one. Can I just ask, have you seen... I, I know it's, it's very hard to describe these shoes. I, I don't know if you can mm. describe them. They're called butterflies. Yes. What, butterfly twists. Yes, shoes. I've seen those, yes. Do you not think they're a bit expensive? Well, I personally don't think they're that expensive, but that's How just How do you describe me. them? I mean, they're like little... Shoes. Shoes. We'll do it in a minute, dear. She gets very angry if you don't go to the news headlines on time. That. I know you can hear her. She's not shouting. That. 14 to 6. News headlines, the first formal talks between Labour and the Lib Dems have been described as positive and constructive. British Airways says it's confident many cabin crew will ignore a call to strike after the Unite Union announced 20 days of walkouts. And Princes William and Harry are to carry out joint engagements overseas for the very first time. They'll visit Africa next month. With the travel, Joanne Webb. Thanks, Steve. Well, the A13 at the Lodge Avenue flyover... Twelve minutes to uh, six is the time. Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC. A frustrated passenger. Do you want a coffee? I'd love one. OK, you can have a coffee. Black? No, white. <laughs> that's, that's a joke I there, actually. Milk. Hot chocolate? Uh, the oh, reason, actually, do you know what? Yes, thank you. The only reason I mention it is because Lena Horne died the other day, and she was the first black superstar who took on the races. You'd never have known she was black, and she always said it's because she looked white that she managed to succeed... But Halle Berry, I think when she got her first Oscar, talked about Lena Horne as complex as she was beautiful. And I interviewed Lena Horne in Vienna years ago. She was appearing over there. It must be 10, 15 years ago. And I interviewed her and she was absolutely... I've always said, the bigger they are, the more charming they are. The smaller they are, the more aggravation you get. So when you get somebody like Lena Horne, you get an immaculate celebrity who is personable, like, like Debbie Reynolds... And then you get sort of, you know, somebody like... I'm just trying to sort of... People like... No, I'll, I'll highlight things up. People like Peter Andre, who think they're a celebrity and so behave as they think celebrities behave, whereas, in fact, proper celebrities don't behave like that at all. You know, they don't do the... All right, nice to see you. No, they're just pleasant, normal people. They just have a gift. When you're somebody like Kerry Katona, you don't actually have a gift, do no, you, really? No, I Which is completely. rather a shame. So, well done to uh, Lena Horne. 92... 
and um, she was she was quite quite sassy. Quite yeah, sassy, and I liked her a lot. Liked her a lot. In fact, it, it came through the other day. She hated Hollywood. She said, but by God, she was a star. By God. Uh, Steve, colleges in uh, in one part of London encourage lazy long-term unemployed to attend courses they don't complete just to get the benefits. The college gets money for each job seeker who signs up, but they never complete courses. Parents with children over 11 are at the colleges when they should be at work. Well, they, they're trying to close down a lot of these, what they call fake colleges, where they have just have people turning up, and of course nobody ever turns up, because most of them form part of the black economy. I should imagine most people know somebody who's on benefits somewhere. And, uh, and it's not doing any work at all. And it's only because we make it so easy. And, th- and this, this mother is also in the mail today. So here she is in Closer magazine. What an absolute disgrace she is. Oh, Closer literally just going out and just trying to find the dregs of the earth or something. I think so, yes. But, I mean, I don't know who they think wants to read this kind of rubbish. Well, unfortunately, probably the same people who are in it. Yeah. It's, it's strangely enough, I mean, she's just been brought up on benefits. As I say, you know... I'm sorry, love, you decide to have children rather stupidly and you can't afford to bring them up. That's your problem. Why should we have to pay for exactly. it? Exactly. I don't want to pay for it. I really don't. I, I get quite angry about these lazy little slobs who just turn out babies like they're running out of fashion because they don't use condoms. God knows what illnesses you could pick up. Talk to me about butterfly twists. No oh, butterfly twists. I've just seen these shoes. They're all, they, they, they just look like ballet shoes. Yeah. But they're advertising for 15 quid each. Yes, well, they, they've become fashionable now. <laughs> but you know what? The she's best... got a pair. Can she, I just say, can I just she, say quickly? Got, yeah. I think it's easy. I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah. I think it's easy. Because yeah. how would anybody know if you got it wrong? Well, Nobody would know. Yes, I know. Nobody but would no, she, she'd... Anyway, so... Yeah, um, anyway, so... If, butterfly you know, twists... as we say, you know, in, in, the, in the scale of things... And can I just say, my favourite thing about this butterfly twist are the, um, the quotes... From the celebrities. Yes. Right? And who, who are the celebrities? So, first quote comes from Sue Elise Nash. Do you know who Sue Elise Nash is? Thank no. You. Sue Elise Nash is ex Mystique Group girl singer. Oh, right, okay. Now we so, know. So, now, we could her... have thrown that out as a question to you, ladies and gentlemen. You still wouldn't have known. Okay, right. And her quote is, you know, it's great. Yeah. Butterfly twists are a genius idea. I think every girl needs a pair in her handbag. Okay, quote, nothing wrong with that. But the better quote comes from. Roche- Rochelle Wiseman or Raquel Wiseman? I don't know how you pronounce Rochelle? Name. Is it Rochelle? Do you know I don't know who she is, no. Rochelle. How could you not know? Rochelle. Oh, wait, is she Wag? No. Oh, no, she's not Wag. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Rochelle Wiseman. She's ex S Club 8. Oh, right. Because we all remember her, don't we? The Saturdays. She's in the Saturdays. Oh, she's in the Saturdays. She's in the Saturdays. Oh, um, Saturdays aren't working at the moment. And how do you describe these? You know, you asked for a quote to describe yeah. these fantastic shoes. Okay. Her quote is The purples are amazing. God. <laughs> That's all you need, isn't it, really? <laughs> if you want to quote, ask the Saturdays. The truth, we had all this before from Girls Aloud. They all gave their little quotes. It's just that, you know, the only one who's done well out of Girls Aloud, unfortunately, is Cheryl, you know, the bad girl of the group. You, I mean, poor old Sarah Harding. It was a case of stand up, fall down, stand up, fall down. And now, well, just stay down, because there's no point in putting your head above the parapet, because it's finished. The other girls, there's, there's no career. There's the poor ginger girl. Who, who I quite like, but by God, she looks pale. She really does, and she did a programme on... She just on, needs to smile. I know, she looks miserable as sin. She always She did a programme on sunbeds, what? which was about rivetingly exciting. You know, on sunbeds and they're bad for you and this and that. And Oh, God, who cares? Everybody knows. You can't... I mean, who, who do we keep telling this to? Is it sort of the, the chavs and the wags you need to tell to? Because everybody else knows what's good and bad. What, what they've done inside the mirror today is they've said, take one flabby, chavvy, coke-snorting, bankrupt mum of four with the worst husband in the world, a car crash life and no Iceland contract, and turn her back into the nation's sweetheart. 
And this is, of course, Kerry Katona, uh, the woman with no discernible talent. And, and she said the other day, and I, I've said before, when she said, and even the producer agreed, oh, I'd like to get, you know, back into show business. I thought, you were never in, in show business, darling. You were never in it. You have no talent whatsoever. Okay, okay, so you've lost some weight, and you've done your hair up, and the roots need doing, and, and that's about it. And, and this apparently makes you a different person. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it's like Alan? You know, if Alan gelled his hair up and did it like like Jedwood and put on some of Jedwood, it's not going to make him into Jedwood, is it? It's not going to make him a better person. You're still exactly the same person underneath, no matter what you look like. I mean, if you had cosmetic surgery, which I assume you're thinking about, uh, if you decided to have that, then then you you would probably look different. But inside, you're still the same old man. Do you walk with a swagger now? You're wearing trainers. Yeah, do you, you do, don't you? Do you know? I tell you, do you, lift, a, do you lift your underwear up to stick it out of the back of your jeans? Not at my age, no. <laughs> Low slung jeans. It's a thought, though. I could get away with that. I dare you. I dare you off the show. I could get away with that. Uh, sadly, there is another Apprentice coming up. Oh, isn't this the junior version? The junior version. So, in other words, you've now got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that you're going to absolutely hate. They're going to absolutely be loathsome. They're going to be what we used to call at school the prigs. Why are, they doing you know? a, why are they doing a junior version? I don't know, but they've got all sorts of people here. They've got no life experience to do anything in that show. Yeah. They're not they, going to know anything. Well, they've got Emma. Emma is student. Sells sweets and eggs. <laughs> Zoe. <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what? In the, in, the, in the normal show, yeah. it's like it would have been Emma is a banker working in the city. Yeah. You've got Emma. Sells sweets and eggs. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> bit tragic in it, really. <laughs> Zoe, student and market trader. Right. Arun, built, com- built computer at the age of 12. I can tell we're going to hate him straight away. Uh, Jordan de Courcy manages his own juice bar. How, how old are these kids? He's 16. Are they all 16? Uh, well, no, Tim Ankers, head boy, also works on farm. He's 17 and he's old enough to grow a beard, so that's good news. Hannah Cherry, 17, scored oh, right. 100% in business exams. So they're over 60. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anybody scores 100% in business exams means nothing. There's doing the exams, which yes, is the theory, right. and there's actually nothing, doing yeah. it. And here we go. Uh, Kirsty Cleaver, 17, self-confessed sports fanatic. Obviously not been out running recently. Uh, Hebar Ansari, wants cosmetic surgery clinic. Right. She's 16. Uh, Reese Rosser. They give them great names, don't they? Uh, Reese Rosser, and I'm sure he'll turn out to be, (laughs) is a champion at public speaking, and Adam Elias admits to being argumentative. I don't like any of them straight away. I I don't know them. No, they're in your paper as well. They're not in my paper. Well, they are so. Because you always give me a rubbish paper. All right, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you what you want now. God dear, you you take that paper there. And, um, Steve, thank you for making me feel better about sitting exams. You both have a healing charm. Did you make him feel better about it? I have no idea. I have no idea. Is it exam time already? Apparently so, yes. Well, they're, they're doing their sats, aren't they? Some people are. Um, well, Neil says, was him. James O'Brien's interview win for Frank Lampard? Yes, it was. And uh, you're so on the ball about people taking the mickey out of our benefit system, says Alan. Years ago, working-class families lived on council estates and paid the rent. Now, if you want to pay your rent, you don't stand a chance of getting a place. That's why most local authorities are skinned. I know they have to put up with scroungers like that old woman. That's dreadful. And Carl says, I'm 46, but in work since 19, never claimed benefit, me neither, weathering the credit crunch, paying my mortgage on a low salary, but have my self-respect. Will the government give me a rebate? Not one penny piece. Get yourself pregnant, though, Carl, and you're up there with them. Because uh, her daughter, who's managed to get herself a free council flat, what do they do? Do they just go around the council and go, give me a flat? You know, she could live at home with her mother. 
The average men's shoe size, according to Carl, is 10 to 12, so you're a bit out on that one, I'm afraid. And, uh, hello? Well, sorry, I'm just... Yeah, you okay. giving me a paper to try and... Oh, okay. OK, there it is. Another one here. This is, uh, Steve, I'm 71 and I've worked since I was 14. I'm still working to pay my mortgage. I'm afraid the girls are right. They have a much better time than me and no worries about where next penny's coming from. But what if I got into government, I tell you? I'd be axing benefits straight away. Sorry, like, you, you got yourself pregnant and the children. Get the father to pay for it. Get the father... Well, he, he's not working. Well, tough. He'd better get out and get a job, hadn't he? Mm, exactly. I'd have no... You, you could stand there and scream and shout and use four-letter words. I couldn't care less. You're getting no money from us. Sue in Enfield says, Will you ever do a show around my area? I'd love to see you live. I look the same. I look the same as, as at the moment. I met, a, I met a man yesterday in Paul Cooper. He said, he said, can you sign something for my wife, Lisa? So Lisa's listening at the moment. Sorry? What did you sign? Signed a paperback. You signed a paperback? Signed a paperback. That was the best thing you could sign? That was the best thing I could find. I was in a fruit and veg shop. What can I tell you? That I was going to you sign signed it. a paperback? What are you going to do? Sign a carrot? Well, she I can't don't frame a paperback. So. You're so bitter. Check this out. Take out more... Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. So we had a winner on Sunday. We always have winners. And the person who got the Dell laptop made the bid of £1.06, but they've not picked up their telephone yet. So if you were that person, answer your phone. Because they want to contact you to arrange delivery of your Dell laptop. £1.06. I bet there's people listening going, I made a bid of £1.07. How cross am I? One pound six pence. Alan Dodgen's with us. Hello. She's lovely. Hello. And uh, Sam stood over his tee shot on the 450-yard 18th hole for what seemed like an eternity. He waggled, looked up, looked down, waggled again, but he didn't start his backswing. Finally, his exasperated partner said, what in the world is taking so long? Sam said, my wife's watching me from the clubhouse balcony. I want to make a perfect shot. His companion said, you'll never hit her from here. <laughs> Thank you, Ivor, for that one. Uh, Vince, we mentioned, who apparently thinks that he actually drives around the M25. Very unlikely. I've never Very heard of anybody driving around that at all. Yeah. Award-winning Nick Ferrari's with you at seven. Yeah. Three Sonys. Three Sonys. And he'll be talking about Gordon Brown announcing he's resigning as Labour leader. Nick finding out whether a deal between the Lib Dems and Labour is now a certainty. I'm old enough to remember the first time round, the Lib Lab Pact. And uh, also talking to former Labour Home Secretary David Blunkett and Gordon Brown's biographer Nick Cotchen, who'll be giving their reaction. And who is going to be odds-on to succeed? Mr Brown. The papers have started their, their guessing game at the moment. It's, uh, I think it's up for anybody, actually. Well, I've told you what my marketing idea would be for them. Put a woman to lead. Yeah. Do you think another woman... Well, yeah, but who? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Why don't we get somebody, you know, I don't know backbencher or something? Well, they're, they're going to be talking to Ladbrokes to see who they've... You know, who, who the money is is on at the moment. They come up with anything nowadays, don't they? Of course. Actually. Of course. And, uh, and the BA crew going on strike. Shooting yourselves in the foot, boys and girls. Shooting yourselves in the foot. They're going to go yeah. under if we're not careful. It's, exactly. Because all that's going to happen is people are going to say, well, I tell you what, we're not going to risk flight. People have already booked. Bit of a problem. Yeah. But if you aren't going to book, you'll go fly with somebody else. And, you know, you'll cut your nose off to spite your face. Can I just say, we were talking about um, the new series of The Apprentice with the uh, kids, basically. The children, The yes. children's version. And I just love the quote from um, Alan Sugar. So Alan Sugar is trying to be da Dan with the Dan kids. Dan with the kids. Dan with the kids. And he's like going... I like Alan. They're going, they'll all be living in a three million pound Georgian townhouse, but they've been warned there'll be no Facebook parties. Yeah, because, of course, that's what they would be doing. They're going to be really awful, these children, aren't they? It's going to be hideous. They are going to be hideous. I know. I've, I've, I've just got this, this dreadful be, feeling. They're going to be looking at the camera and coming up with all these quotes and things like yes. they know what they're talking about. Yes. 
Because they get awful when they get to be a little bit older on The Apprentice. So when they're, when they're 16, 17, they're going to be quite I ghastly. Mean, listen, to, listen to this chap. He's, his quote is, this is, this is a kid. Always look at the end goal and find a way to get there. Do what has to be done. Where do You're 16! Get, where did they get that from at 16? Oh, sorry, 17. Oh, sorry, 17. Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> got no life experience at all. Yeah, a little bit worried for poor old Tracy, because uh, her son Nathan from Sydenham is taking his sats this week. So good luck to him. He became a school counsellor yesterday. And uh, she says, my husband's a size seven. Became, I'm so sorry. So he became a school counsellor? <laughs> yes. And he's doing his sats? Yeah. How old's a counsellor? Quite young. I was about to say. They're very young now. Very young counsellor. Yes, but you have that, don't you? I mean, in, I've seen in, in schools before, you have groups of children and they will sort of sort out other children's problems. They say, if you've got a problem, you go and see the school counsellor. People of your own age you're talking to. You've got to be quite sensible to be picked. You and I would never get it. No, I was never be going. You did what? But I never... <laughs> right. Yeah, but then I ended up getting slapped over the head, usually, by the prefects. You know, it's funny, actually, we, didn't, we never had any problem at school at all. It, you know, everybody was bullied to a certain extent. It depends how bad you think the bullying was. I never went home in tears. You just learnt you didn't sit on certain bits of the bus, because that's where the bullies sat. They always sat at the back of the bus. Yeah. And they were always the ones who were lighting up the, the cigarettes. That's right. And so, and I told you, the first, first day that Charlotte, my oldest, went to uh, big school big school. She stupidly got on the bus and sat at the back. Uh-oh. You know, and of course, all the older girls sit at the back and they're all round her effing and blinding and all the rest of it. She's sitting there thinking, I'm not sure about this. So now, she sits at the front of the bus, which is much better. But uh, very shortly, she'll be sitting at the back of the bus. So that's good news, isn't it? I quite like that. 84850, steve at uk. Uh, you're dead right. I've been photographing for the Sunday Times almost all my life, says Sally. Uh, retired now, Nuriev, Atley, Warhol, Gorbachev, Thatcher, and uh, one of the greatest Hollywood legends of all, very helpful, the, mo- the, the rudest person, Jonathan Ross and his ilk. It's always the biggest star. We always said, when we were in uh, another building, Tony Bennett came in to be interviewed. Now, you know, Tony Bennett, been around for donkey's years, came in by himself, sat downstairs, came up, suit, immaculate, charming, pleasant, no, can we get you something? You know, because you fall over people. Can we get you tea, coffee, mm-hmm. sandwich? You know, anything. Just, no, I'm fine. Thank you very much indeed. Sat down, charming. Debbie Reynolds, the same. All these people you talk to. It's only the people who are being pushed by the PR companies quite heavily if they're young. It'll be somebody who's in a, a little group like... I, mean, I hate to mention the Saturdays because I don't know what they're like, but I'm assuming they all come with an entourage. Actually, no, do you know what? I didn't I... say they weren't very nice. I said that I'm just highlighting the case of they arrive with an entourage in this building and they all sit down. You know, when, when um, Orange Girl turned up, Jordan, she arrives with an entourage of people. Yeah, and you, you wonder think, who the hell are you? Exactly. I mean, who do you think you are, for God's sake? Mm. Tony Bennett turns up by himself, you know, and just sits down and is quite pleasant. And then you get these, what I call, ne'er-do-wells. It's my favourite expression today. And, uh, and they just come in and do the job and that's why they're still in the business. Mm. You know, whereas poor Jordan ageing by the second. The Saturdays... There'll be another single out soon, girls, I'm sure, around the corner. But what you do in the meantime, while you're waiting to, um, to perform, I've got no idea. Perhaps you just go and help out or something. Perhaps, I've, you, I've interviewed, perhaps you sell sweets and eggs. I've interviewed the Saturdays a couple of times, actually. And oh, when you go to them, yeah. they haven't got the entourage, obviously, because yeah. you're, you're actually at the label. But, yeah. So when they come to you... There's masses of people. Yes, just, just, I know. Who are you? Yes. Just what are you trying to do to justify your job? Yeah. And yet, strange enough, Ricky Gervais turns up all, all by himself. It does, you know, it's, I'm not it, commenting on him. No, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Making no comment on no. him. Well, I mean, I mean, the funny thing is, I loved extras, but I never got the uh, the office at all. I've said to people, but I think they've asked him back to do the Oscars again. 
Why? Well, because they they obviously like him in America. Oh, they seem dear. to like that humour. I feel a bit sorry for a woman here. She's a 45-year-old. Her name is Joanne Etienne. She lives in a bungalow. She's 40 stone. Ah, yes, I've seen this one. Right, go on. Now, she's not been out of bed for years. Um, she put on 10 stone in a year. Mm-hmm. She's blamed social workers for not looking after her properly. Um, anyway, uh, they had to get her out the other day to take her to hospital. She's 40 stone. It took 20 firefighters. They had to take out half of the house wall to get her out because being 40 stone, she hasn't moved anywhere. She gets daily visits from carers, but uh, she was too large to fit through the doors. Uh, she now wants a review of her care so she can live a normal life. But she's blaming other people for she's eating blaming, too much. Exactly. She's blaming everybody else. She's 40 stone. And even the next door neighbours said they couldn't believe that 20 firefighters turned up to get her out. She says, I want to be able to get to the shops, but I can't even make a cup of tea. It's because you're 40 stone. She put on 10 stone in a year and she's saying carers didn't look after me properly. Why is it that people cannot look after themselves? If you're going to be sitting in bed and you're going to be doing absolutely nothing, you're going to put on weight because all you're doing is eating and you're not actually making any effort. You cannot blame other people. I'm sick to death of people in this country who seem to think that they have a God-given right and everybody should do everything for them. No, if you want to lose the weight, love, you shouldn't have got yourself into this state. I mean, 20 firefighters... To get this woman out, 40 stone, it cannot be healthy. I mean, she is morbidly obese. Absolutely morbidly obese. So the idea is, you know, they're now about to... She wants another house, so she wants to live a normal life. You're 40 stone, dear. You know, you've got to lose the weight first. I'm surprised they can even do operations. I know people have been overweight before, and the surgeons have said, no, 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 because you're overweight, and until you lose the weight, we're not going to do the operation. She must be borderline heart attack, I would think. Must be. 16 minutes past uh, six, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. News headlines, Sam Pittis. Good morning, Steve. Labour and the Liberal Democrats are to meet again after holding their first... With the travel, it's Joanne. Oh. This isn't about who's got the best proposals to deal with. Oh, blimey, that was a bit exciting. I don't know what was going on there. The computer took on a mind of its own. It was early on when we were talking about contacting the other side. Uh, they're coming for me. That's what it is. Got a little bit frightening, that. Just going back to this, we'll, we'll go back to the travel in a, in a second. OK, just while we sort of uh, click up the lines on that one. But uh, going back to this woman who they had to take into hospital, she's going to be in there for six months. She's battling infection in her legs and feet. Of course she is, because she can't reach them. And so, you know, it just gets worse and worse. And worse. She's got three children. She's on disability benefit. I think we put her on a starvation no, say- diet. We put her on a starvation diet, but before that, it's the travel with Joanne. Thanks, Steve. Well, good news for the A13. That's the Lodge Avenue flyer. It's 10.3. <laughs> what a day. It's only Tuesday. So excited. We'll talk to Darren after half past. God willing, but you never know. Uh, 19 minutes past six. Uh, going back to this woman, she's complaining now that they've, they've, they've pulled her bungalow apart to get her out. She said, they've actually wrecked my bungalow. They've smashed the sitting room wall and window to get me out. You're 40 so stone, dear. You cannot get through a door. So what's she expect them to do? I don't know. I just want to know the cost of keeping somebody at 40 stone. I don't I mean, want to think it, about it. it. I mean, surely, you know, if, if you just stay in bed all day, yeah. I know I've seen... Do you remember there was that... Didn't Timothy Spall make that film, The Fattest Man in the World, who it turned out he wasn't. And when he was told he wasn't, he became really abusive. Say, yes, I am. And he sat there and he just stuffed his face and just got fatter and fatter and fatter. And it was just impossible. You, you can be large and still be healthy. 
Yes, you can. You know, you've only You're got a prime example. Yes, I, I got in there before you, you got I, me. I, exactly, <laughs> and I'll let you get away with that one. But <laughs> Alan will not be on the show ever again. But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she's and she puts on ten stone in a year because she's got to getting these infections. Because you know, as you put on weight, you can't reach your feet. You know, I can get in the shower and I can wash my feet and I can cut my toenails and it's very nice if somebody else does it for you. I mean, that's a but they do have chiropodists and all these things. Ooh, I don't she must have all sorts of things. That. But but she, but when people blame other people, it's almost as if they sort of you sort of think, well, you've kind of given up, haven't you? You've got to do something. But well. she's now moaning because they've wrecked the bungalow. How else were they going to get you out? Unless they sort of you know attached you to liposuction. Is she seeing this as a fifteen minutes of fame? Do you think? Well, I don't. Oh, I don't think so. She says she just wants to make a cup of tea. I also would like to see her make a cup of tea. <laughs> you know, because but I, I think, think I think she's seeing this as a fifteen minutes of fame. I'm afraid. That's how I'm reading it. Closer magazine will probably run her next week, I should well, think. No, probably not now. It's already in the papers. Richard Hakia was telling me earlier on that uh, this morning he goes to the uh, to get uh, the train and uh, there's a young uh, lad there and he's selling a mobile phone. Right. And he says to Richard, you want to buy ten, ten pounds mobile phone? I need to get home. Where was he from? China. Oh, right. And, um, and so Richard, no, no, no. And Richard then starts looking around for a policeman to go, look, this, this bloke's selling quite clearly a nicked phone. Anyway, there's a big fat bloke leaning up against the wall who then goes up to the lad and goes, ask eight, ask eight pounds. Eight. And you're thinking, so these people nick to order only because there's a card fraudster here and his name is Adu Banu, part of a cash cloning gang which targeted cash machines across the north of England with skimming devices and cameras. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. He stole 43,000 how much has he been asked to return? A pound. A pound. So he's been asked to return a pound? Yeah. 65 cards on this Romanian's laptop at his home in Wakefield. They seized 3,520. 40,000 is missing. And they've been told that uh, a hearing is not realistic to pursue assets in Romania. Because what he's done is he's channeled it out the country. So they've asked for a pound. Right. I mean, it, it just is what, a why joke. Why even bother? It's just a joke. I mean, we must be, you know, patsies in this country. I'm voting for anybody, I tell you, who's guaranteeing to clamp down on this. I want to see more police everywhere. I'm recommending everybody join the police. You know, mm. just do something. I'm not sure the uniform would suit me, but... I don't think they make it in your size, actually. Uh, stomach churning, says Sue Carroll. What is? Stomach churning. Uh, John Terry, the other day at Chelsea... The philanderer, dumped as England captain for bedding his best pal's partner, parading around the Chelsea pitch with his adorable twins, Georgie John and Summer Rose, blissfully, fully unaware of Daddy's history or their purpose as useful props in a sickening PR stunt, writes Sue. Wife Tony trailed along too as befits a woman whose acceptance of her husband's disrespectful behaviour has condemned her forever to play the doormat. I mean, I also found it fairly sickening as well, actually. A rather ghastly family. But it's dreadful when they start using children. Dreadful. Parading around, not really knowing what mummy and daddy's role in all of this is. I like Sue Carroll. I like her. Would they not normally have been at this event, then? I don't know. They seem... Well, we had Wayne Rooney. But what they supposed to little, do? Just uh, stay locked Kai up? Wayne being dragged around the other day on daddy's shoulders, held up, you know, for all to photograph. And yet, two weeks before, at Aintree... The, the Roonies complained bitterly to the Press Complaints Commission that their son was photographed because they were on a private visit to the races. Who do these people think they are? But that's different to what you were just saying about John Terry. What? Well, you were just saying he's parading the kids around. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't see the issue. Well, the issue is because he's a philanderer. So? And 
Well, why can't you take your kids out? If you want to take your kids out to an event, irrelevant to what you're Well, because it's hypocrisy, isn't it? Well, how is this being hypocrisy? Well, because he's been, he, he was cheating on his wife, who is, as I say, forever known as the doormat, I'm afraid. Yes, I know, but he's obviously trying to make a fresh start. And I'm not say- you know, I'm just saying, I don't see why there's an issue. I don't know why you're point. taking this stance, actually. Well, you, obviously, sa- you obviously agree with people cheating on their wives. No, it's I'm not saying you do. just the kind of thing, and then let's bring the children out and try and do a PR stunt and try and make it look as though we're one big happy family. But no, I'm not trying to say that at all. Well, I think I'm you saying, are, Alan. No, what, I, th- I no. think that's exactly what you're saying. Would you let exactly me say what, what you're saying? I mean, seriously. Well, I'm letting you have your you're say. You're not. You're interrupting me again. You're trying to... Well, I'm you're trying not to. to. You are. It's not easy. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is, it was weeks ago. Mm. He's obviously trying to show, show a, a, you know, the public. Mm. Like we're trying to make it, make an effort and that. And with the kids, I don't see the issue with doing that. Mm. OK. OK, how do you feel about this one? I feel with this, this next story... Cool. ..that this is somebody who's deliberately looking to be stopped... And to be a bit stupid, he he gets on board a plane, OK? His name is Faiz Mohammed. Yeah. He's wearing shoes which have got batteries in them, OK? Batteries in the shoes. Why would there be batteries in his shoes? Well, these apparently are electrical massage therapy shoes, OK? He's Faiz Mohammed. He gets on a plane at Karachi Airport... And as he's going through... Beep, 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 beep. What the dickens is that? Wait a minute, x-ray the shoes. There's batteries in there. What the hell's that? So they immediately take him off the plane. He wasn't carrying any explosives, but, I mean, how do you know? You see on the x-ray there's somebody who's got an electrical device in their shoes with batteries, and you immediately go into panic. You whip them off as quick you as possible. You whip them off as quick as possible. Uh, the investigator says, uh, we've seen such shoes for the first time. We've never heard of these before. So the first time these shoes come up... I mean, you can't help feeling that Faiz Mohammed is a bit stupid to actually walk onto a plane with shoes with a vibrating unit in the base of them and batteries. Just a bit. Just a little bit thick. And uh, the shoes called Good Vibrations are designed to massage away aches and pains. Yeah, right. Who designs such rubbish? Well, I have no idea. Who buys it? Well, him. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard of anybody with vibrating shoes... I mean, I had, I mean, to be honest with you, no. the life. somebody bought me one year, an, another, another presenter in this building, a vibrating sponge. Now, I've never heard of such a thing before, and they gave it to me one Christmas, and, and they said, and I just thought it was a sponge. I, I bought you vibrating soap. Yes, I had vibrating soap as well, but this was a sponge. OK, sorry, I just thought I'd share. And I turn it on, and this thing's got a mind of its own. I mean, how you could ever keep hold of it in the bath. I mean, I gave it to my Auntie Enid. <laughs> But well, you couldn't wipe the smile off her face. But you did. I mean, it was terrible. You couldn't get her out of the bathroom. Come out! Yes, I see. She thought it was the funniest thing going. Yes. It was the same problem. Yes. It was a bit like when we bought a bouncing tigger. But you had... Was, <laughs> she liked that as well. <laughs> you Strange. had the problem changing the battery on, on the soap, though. Yes. You remember? Yes. But the things that they made... I had a little duck at home. <laughs> you had several. Uh, several little ducks. But this one... When, when you touched his uh, underneath, there two little metal things. I mean, how I was never electrocuted in the bath is a, a sheer act of God. What, from but, a 9-volt battery? Well, in the oh, water, please. anything, I could get myself a nasty shock. I've got stents. <laughs> and <laughs> but this thing lit up volts, in different colours. Right. It lit up in different colours, and, and then and it was going for ages. And I thought, this is really nice. I've been having the shower and watching the duck, you know, changing colours before my... And now he's stopped, he stopped changing colours. And you cannot change the batteries. So when he runs out, you throw him away. Well, buy a new one. Well, I don't know where you get them Good from. Good marketing ploy. I've got no idea. Quite clever, I think. Uh, extra fab show this morning, says Lenin Bushy. Read the butterfly twist shoes. I bought quite a few pairs as extra little Christmas yeah, presents. I bet you didn't pay £15, did you? Uh, Please I, come back and tell me, because I, I can't don't believe you'd pay £15 for those. 
Well, the, yeah, but she, she wears the next one. She's got... The, 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 a lot of women wear them because they're like some little yeah, gold shoes. they're not £15. Pounds. There's nothing of them. Yeah, but, but, the, yeah, but it, there's a lot of craftsmanship that goes into Where? them. Where? Where's the craftsmanship? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Perhaps they're, they're leather. not for £15. Pounds. No, not for £15. Pounds. I don't know, actually. Strange. Uh, Steve, wasn't Kerry Katona a singer in Atomic Kitten? She was never a singer. Even she's admitted that. She never sang a note with Atomic Kitten. Uh, and about all these scroungers claiming dolls, says Lydia, they should get them working, cleaning the oil spill. And if they refuse... No dull money. That's a good idea. Very good. Get these people working. I'm sorry, I do not agree with we just hand money out and they go, oh, it's better for me to, to take the doll and not work than it is to work. Well, I'm sorry. We're just creating a lazy culture. Get these people... Up. Just go and just, just stop, stop the money immediately. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you've got lots of children with different fathers, I mean, that's your own business, but uh, they, they pay. And if they don't pay, then you take them to court. And if they don't, you t- put them in prison, you know. And then we hang them. It's as simple as that. You know, it's kind of... It takes away the problems straight away. And, uh, Steve, pity BA staff didn't go on strike when the airlines were grounded due to ash, says Phil. Yes, exactly. They were all eternally grateful for that one. But uh, they're doing themselves no favours, as Nick will discuss this morning. Oh, sorry, that's the award-winning Nick. London's biggest conversation. LBC... That was a seizure, I think, this morning. Actually, second time running, I've been into that hamburger place. Calm it. Calm down at down. Waterloo Station... And, and to find somebody who speaks English and understands what you're asking for is, is, is a miracle, I'm afraid. Anyway, another pair of near misses, Sam. Closer to your target of a record loss. Oh, yeah. But you do have to go some way to beat uh, John Cushing's record loss <laughs> in 2008 of £124.76p. Oh, a long way off from that, yeah. yeah. Well, don't worry. Don't, don't take that as a benchmark, please. <laughs> well. Well, Alex, yesterday with his Soviet secret second... Mm. Lost two pounds. Hmm. Still profit nine pounds. Yeah, Yours... when's the last time he had a winner, though? That's the question. Well, he's getting some seconds. Well... You haven't even come close. Well... Yesterday, eight running, you were... Tell me. Third. Well, I'm coming. That's closer. Come on. Yeah, but it was close the other day, and the day before, and the day before that. Well... You lost two pounds. You're now £25.66. It's not good enough. No, it's not really. I was hoping for enough. sort of a, a nice round 30. Yeah, well, yeah, well <laughs> don't worry, by the end of this week, by the end of the week, we will have topped it. Yeah, good. We will have topped it. So today we're off to Yarmouth. Good. The 220 Fuzzy Cat. Oh, yeah. Fuzzy Cat. What about the horse? Win only. Yeah. Okay, and you're going to go for? Well, you see, you say win only. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Well, you said, you said seconds, and I'm thinking, yeah. you know, aiming for seconds going each way, but. Oh. Um, Two o'clock, Beverly, Baltimore lad, win only. I can't, I can't do it again. Oh. I just, well, it hasn't helped me. Oh, Every time know, I've done it, I've not, I've not got any money than, out of it. Better than nothing, isn't well, it? Well, I haven't got anything out of it. OK. I'm, I'm going for it all. I'm going for it all, Steve. It's the only way to be. All right. Well, Two o'clock, Beverly, Baltimore lad, win only. God. All right. Fingers crossed for tomorrow. Nah, it's not luck. It's all about uh, expertise. Yes, but sadly we don't have any expertise. Exactly. That's why, that's why I thought we'd bring it down to <laughs> luck. Might be doing a bit better. All right, Sam, have a nice day. Thank you, Steve. There's Sam Pittis. So, uh, fingers crossed for tomorrow. Uh, I see that uh, poor old Tess Daly's very lame column in the Daily Mirror today is highlighting uh, Nicola Roberts from Girls Aloud, who for some reason, being the least talented out of the group and the last one to emerge in, uh, has now been hailed as some sort of style icon because she's been to a couple of fashion shows. I'm not kind of seeing this, I'm afraid. She looks like she's... Uh, what's those older ladies' shops? 
the uh, older lady shop. The, Dorothy Perkins. Dorothy Perkins. She looks like she's wearing Dorothy Perkins. Oh, right. I don't know. Is that older ladies? I th- isn't it? I think where, where, so. Where, where do older ladies shop it, then for their clothes? Isn't the Dorothy? Where do older Sorry. ladies go? You get the young girls who go to Top Shop and Primark, look, that sort of thing. Have you noticed? I must just mention this. We, I, was, I only mentioned this the other day because a few people in my local area. We have a number of charity shops in Twickenham. In fact, actually, the majority of Twickenham is a charity shop. And people trek in, oh, miles away. It's like they, they think it's retail therapy. And they're buying clothes in the charity shops, which have been given by well-meaning people from Primark. Can I just tell you now, they're cheaper in Primark than they're selling them <laughs> in the charity shops. You know, charity shops used to be years ago. You go and they go, it's like that blouse. And I go, not really, no. And they go, 10p, 15p. Now... £2.25, £4.50. The ladies who work in them scrabble through all the clothes, first of all, to find their own stuff. But they're now selling stuff. Be warned, if it's got a Primark label in, it's cheaper to go to Primark. OK? Just so I tell you that now. Because I'm, I'm getting a bit sick How to death. How do you even of... know? Do you Sorry? actually shop in Primark? I know this because I've spoken to a number of ladies. I was about to say, area. you've never been in one in your life. I have. I have. When? Oh, some years ago. Uh, right, Darren's going to recommend places to go to today. Morning to morning, you. Morning, 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 morning. Uh, the Historic Royal Palaces have announced their uh, summer season of stuff. Ooh. And this is one you've already done, Steve, but yep. I'm sure your listeners would like to do. The historic uh, uh, tour of the Hampton Court Palace rooftop. Yes, now I've done it, you've done it, Dawn's done it, uh, Hubby's done it. This is the opportunity, ladies. If you join Historic Royal Palaces, and to be honest, it's the best value you're ever going to get. Yep. It's something like 60 quid a year for a couple, and you can do... Hampton Court, Kew, Tower of London, and two others. Uh, Kensington Palace. Kensington Palace. Banqueting. That's right, the banqueting house. As many times as you like. If you want to go ten times in a week, go ten times in a week. But if you go up on the rooftops of Hampton Court Palace, you look down into Tudor London. It's, It's just fantastic. Indeed, and this year they're doing it on the 16th and 30th of June, 16th and 30th of July, 15th and 29th of September... Getting quickly, though, they will sell out very fast. Yes. Yeah. You have to pay for those, don't you? You do, yeah, but um, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. You get to see all the different types of uh, periods that the palace was yeah. built over. It's lovely, and the lovely look chimneys down. they've got. They have, and look down on all the little people. Yeah. yeah. It is nice, actually. You can look down on Fish Court, and you can rent a house in Fish Court. Yes, they have an apartment there that you can rent. It's part of historic royal palaces and families can book in. I think it's Sleep Six or something. Oh. Or in Henry VIII's day, it used to sleep ten plus five heads. (laughs) 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 A Kensington Palace Courtiers, the secret history of Kensington Palace. Oh, that's good. an event they'll be doing, yes. Another one, a summer of English wine on the 24th of June and 22nd of July. I've never tried English wine. Oh, sorry, nice now. Highly recommended because of the climate change. Our road yeah. grapes are very nice. I love it. I, I, I do like it. It's, it's white crispy, I su- I'm assuming. Uh, well, like Rice Krispies. A bit like Rice Krispies, yes. I'm sure you can make ri- white Rice crispy wine. You can make <laughs> it out of everything else. I see no reason why you can't make it out of Rice Krispies. Anyway, yes. Kew Palace. I haven't been to Kew Palace yet. This is no, I've like. not. And I'll tell you for why I've not. Because you have to pay to go into Kew Gardens. Well, you might have to pay to go into Kew Gardens, <laughs> but some of us don't. <laughs> oh, do you not? Uh, very good friends in very high places. Oh, uh, right. Gardens, <laughs> yes. um, there's going to be a private tour of Q Palace on the 19th of July and the 16th of August. You're taken around by the uh, the people who know everything about it. And from tomorrow, for the next three days, at Windsor, it's the third royal to two at Windsor Castle, 
honouring our troops. Excellent. It is in honour of all our servicemen and women, the 2010 Royal to Windsor Castle will take place from tomorrow till the 15th of May in the magnificent private grounds at Windsor Castle. Excellent. Some good stuff That's there. something you haven't done. <laughs> no, I haven't done that, actually. But yeah. uh, it, it's one to put on my list of things to do. Indeed. I was advising people the other day, go to the V&A Museum because it's great. My brother's going to go, I think, next week uh, to the Imperial War Museum, which is another great museum. And, yeah. uh, and But if you're going to do the V&A and you've got nothing to do today, just go for an hour because there's too much to take in. Just, co- just go and see one thing. Go and see either medieval London or go and see the theatre exhibition or go and see the... What are those um, those huge things that they've got which are casts of... That's the cast court. Cast court, that's right. Yeah, they're, oh, that's they're unbelievable. Have they reopened the castle? They've one, opened one uh, of the half castle. of it, over, only on one side. Yeah. The other side wasn't open when I went there last right. time. That's one of the, the highlights of their collection. Yeah, it really um, is unbelievable. They're, they're, they're casts taken of actual things, but you look at the detail, how they've done it, I've got yeah. no idea. It's just unbelievable. Okay. They're huge. And Renaissance uh, galleries there as well. Yeah. See. And, of course, the uh, Raphael cartoons. Now, that's worth seeing, because the Queen well, wanted to keep... Owned by the Queen. Owned by the Queen. Owned by the Queen, but it makes you think um, she hasn't got any room for them. So no, these things are... In, I mean, they're actually bigger <laughs> than this room. You've, you've got nowhere to hang them. No. She must have had a hell of a job getting round there with the duster to take the dust exactly. off the top. Exactly. They're enormous. One hasn't, got, one hasn't got any room. What should we do with it? We'll all lend it to the v <laughs> Yes, let's give it to the v Let them look <laughs> after it. <laughs> it's worth seeing. There's a whole room just dedicated to the Raphael cartoons. Uh, and they, uh, they look nothing like... You know, Zebedee or, you know, Top Cat or anybody <laughs> like that at all. They're yeah, actually, they look quite lifelike. <laughs> yeah, the Snoopy ones are good. Yeah, the Snoopy ones very good. OK, some ideas there. And if you want to find out more on historic royal palaces, they've got a website. So they check that out. You, you should join, actually, ladies and gentlemen, because you can go into all these places for free and it's, it's just worth it. And especially if you go to Hampton Court, there's a special room where, as a member, you can go and have a cup of coffee and sit down. It used to be an apartment there. Used to be one of the... Um... Once you work out how to open the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, the new exhibition down at the Tower of London, Fit for a King, Five Centuries of Royal Armour is now open. Excellent. Darren, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure as always. Take care. Darren's back on Friday with Petri. You can go to the LBC webpage and find out more about the Gadget Guru and uh, all the things he's talking about. I've ordered my iPads. I'm a little bit in touch with this, but as Alan said earlier, what the dickens are you going to do with them? Well, what are you? Well, I don't know. You haven't quite decided. You've got no, uh, no use for it whatsoever. Yeah, but you need to get in quickly, don't you? Because these things sell out, so I don't want to miss out yeah, on... but you've got no use for it. What exactly are you going to use it well, for? Well, one is, one is a present. Right, yeah, but what, I'm talking about the one for you. Yeah, well, well, well I should sit on the train and watch movies. Right, yeah. Okay. that's it. Yeah, well, well I, yes... That's the know. whole thing. I've got no idea until I actually get it. And I mean, the only one that we've had in the building Could was the one that Darren played with, which was money. Ashley Tabor's. Waste of money. I can't wait. <sighs> I'm so excited. And when you see mine, you'll be doing the same as Anthony Davis and Clive, but they'll be going, got to have one of those. No, I won't. You will, sir. I won't. I've you got will. no use for it whatsoever. Yeah, it's yeah. like these little, you know, these electronic books. You know, the little. Um, yes. Yeah, you can read a book on it. It's, yeah. This is going to, you know, it's never going to replace the book, ever. No, but it, it's a nice... Sales will keep going up for another three years, yeah. and it's going to plateau, and people are going to be bored of it. Yeah, but that's the same with everything. You know, you've been here three years, I'm bored with you. So, you know, perhaps six. it's time we... Six years, is it? Yeah. Is it six? It is. Honestly, how time flies when you're Doesn't having it just... fun. Uh, Tracy said, have you heard, in Closer magazine, Kerry Katona wants to join Corrie. Probably as a cobble on the street or something. I can't imagine her actually being an actor or actress. It's just ridiculous. They're, they're just trying to, you know, cover up anything. 
And uh, David says, afraid I agree with Alan about John Terry. It was the last game of the season. It's traditional for the players, not just John Terry, to parade their children to the fans. If you look around, around the country, find most premiership clubs did the same, regardless of their marital status. The kids love it as much as the players like revelling in their victory. Thank you. Yeah, but why? Well, does it matter why? Of they course it matters it. why. It, matter it does why. matter like why. I want to know. People try to make a story out of nothing and there's no story to be made there. Well, I just, I just want to know. This is the lack of decent journalism. It's, all, it's got nothing to do with decent journalism. The I'm people, just the, merely the asking the question papers. why you parade children around at a football match. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm this talking is about mummy, the people writing the, the article this, in the, the paper. This, this is sort of mummy the doormat and daddy who's been paraded through the papers. And here are the children in years to come. They're going to be reading all about daddy and finding out what daddy was getting up it's to. It's a writer who can't come up with a decent story. Oh, for goodness sake. You know, honestly, sometimes I just feel with you I'm banging my head against a brick wall. I'm just, I try, try occasionally. Just because I'm writing this some. No, I don't I think you're right. Only one person agreed with you. Only one. Out of the hundreds of thousands listening, I don't think one is exactly, you know, something to be too proud of. He's quite clearly a Chelsea supporter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, there I rest my case. Quarter to seven is the time. News headline, Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. Labour and the Liberal Democrats are to meet again after holding their first... Morning, everybody. Award-winning Nick with you after the news at seven this morning. Lovely picture of uh, Stephen Gerrard and his wife, Alex... Uh, burying rumours that their marriage is in trouble, which it isn't, of course. It's some stupid internet story that started ages ago. They're going on holiday, because that's all she seems to do. She doesn't actually serve any useful purpose at all. It must be dreadful when you think your life's finished at the age of, like, 29. Off with, with their children, Lily Ellie and Lexi. So what's the story, then? The story is they're going on holiday. That's the story? That is the See story. See my point about journalism? Yeah. Going on holiday. So bad, it's rubbish. Exactly. A little bit worrying. Lots of pictures of uh, Louis Walsh in the paper today. Uh, sprayed orange. He's actually agreed to take his shirt off. Actually, for an old man, the body's not too bad, if it is indeed uh, Louis's body. But right. he's, been, he's been sprayed orange. Well, he's wearing a bodysuit. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, do you think this is really his body? You'd think, actually, if you're going to put your body on, at least shave your under air, underarm hair. Why? Well because, it just, well, because it just looks a little bit naff. I think, a little bit. I think people would make more comments if he didn't have any hair Well, you wouldn't arms. notice on this one, because he's sprayed orange. <laughs> but, in fact, it's just, it's just got... Look, I mean, I, I can only mention to you. Look at that funny it's bit of... really bad. It is really awful, actually. <laughs> Louis, shave it off, sweet pea. I mean, it looks so much it's better. It's virgin gold. It is close. Fancy seeing the uh, best films first and for free? You can with the LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas. This month's must-see movie is the new Werner Herzog film, Bad Lieutenant, starring Nicolas Cage and Eva Mendes. It's in cinemas Friday the 21st of May. doesn't cost a penny to join, and you could be going every month to see the best new movies in town before everybody else gets to see them. All you have to do is log on to LBC. .co.uk. Join the LBC Listener Club. It's as simple as that. Once you remember, you click to request your tickets here on LBC 97.3. It's good news, isn't it? Can we start a campaign? Yes. I'd like to start a campaign for somebody with talent to go on Britain's Got Talent yes. who's had a nice life, who hasn't have any, had any issues, yes. who's not been bullied at school, yeah. who hasn't lost anybody and, and is heartbroken. Yeah. Can we start a campaign to find this person, please? I think that was called Opportunity Knocks, and oh, right. it died out some years ago. It's so much better now if you've had somebody murdered, somebody's died, you were bullied at school, you're doing it for your gran who was killed in a rocket attack. You know, yes. attached well, to a scud missile. I'd just missile. like somebody to come on and, and say, you, uh, why are you here? Because yeah. I think I've got time. And they all say the same to them. They go, what's the dream? Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, I couldn't really tell you on live television. Or the new one, which they, they seem to be doing yeah. a lot in this series, and they, did, they started to do it towards the end of the last series, yeah. is where there's a singer or a group of singers who come on, they sing a song, and Simon goes, do you know, it doesn't work. Have you got another one? Yes. Strange that they have. But also, they're, all allow they're allowed to do it twice. Yes. 
And you ask yourself, is everybody allowed to do it twice? And the answer is, no, they're not. <laughs> it depends, because they're making a television programme. Of course. And that's why. But you're right, you have to have an issue. You do. And that's why the Peter Kay spoof programme was, was so brilliant. funny. It Absolutely was so funny. Hilarious. Which is great. I'm delighted to report, after I told you first on this programme, how filthy the KFC is in Leicester Square, that uh, they've just been fined £19,000. It's almost a record for a chain. Uh, they had uh, cockroaches and flies... In there, absolutely filthy and disgusting. They've gutted the entire restaurant. They've had to do it all again. Oh, is that why it's all boarded That's up? That's why it was all... Well, it was... No, it's all open now. Oh, is it open now? It's all been sorted out. But they weren't the first place. The, um... The other place, at TGI Fridays. Oh, yes. find a record amount for filthy kitchens there. Mouse droppings. Uh, no soap in the food preparation area in KFC. I'm not sure whether or not people who work in food places actually realise that hygiene is paramount. Mm. I went the other day. A- apparently, it's, it's, it doesn't appear to be. Oh. Perhaps certain people don't, don't think that you need to. But to actually have cockroaches and flies... I mean, the environmental officer saw it. I also saw it myself. They're absolutely filthy and disgusting. Mm. But they were fined £19,000. It's, uh, they did admit breaching five hygiene rules. Can Be I very say- careful. And this is, this is a well-known, you know, brand. Oh, well, I was about what about say. some of the other disgusting places? Oh, dear. I, I about. have to say thank you to a breakdown man for saving me and oh, my really? colleagues. Oh, how lovely. Went to Manchester last week to do some filming. Oh, right. And Tuesday night, went for, a, went for a meal with everybody. And then we drove back towards the hotel. And all of a sudden, we thought the car was pulling a bit to the left. Oh. Entire tyre, the whole tyre, completely destroyed. Shredded. Blew out, shredded. Good shredded. Lord. We thought somebody had taken a knife to it, but it had blown out as we were driving down the yeah. road. So in the middle of somewhere very dodgy in Manchester, <laughs> four very, very butch men, because of course we are, waited for <laughs> this for the AA, the AA man who suddenly turned up and sort of kind of looked at us and went, gave us that look of, you couldn't change it yourself. <laughs> Answer, no, that's why we joined. Do you, know, do you know what? It was a front, it was a front um, passenger's tyre. Yeah. And do you know how he... Um, you know, you, you put the um, what's it called, the jack underneath mm-hmm. the car. He didn't put it under the jack, uh, the front of the car. He put it halfway along the car, mm. jacked it up in the middle, and then asked one of us to sit on the boot to cantilever it up. All oh, right. Well, did you have a jack that comes with the car? Yes, we, we did, but right. he didn't use that. He used his own. Ah, right. And then see, didn't understand why I didn't want to hold the dirty bolts when he handed them to me. I love it when they put the airbag underneath and he pushes the button and goes shh, and the car lifts up. Take it off. They've got the. But, but why put the jack halfway along and then ask one of us to sit on the on the um, in the boot to cantilever it? Mine goes halfway along as well. Yeah, but why not just stick it into the front? Because there might not have been a place there for it. I think you'll find there's always a place in the front of a car. Well, I thought it was always in the middle. I have to be honest. I yeah, always thought. Look over the car heard? and you'll see. Okay, but surely you should be able to change a tire with just one person. What if? Well, have you ever changed a tire before? I, I might have not. No, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's quite normal it. on a It's not normal to ask the like passenger to sit in the boot to cantilever it up. Uh, How is that normal? Uh, exactly. That's my point. Oh, well. I've just noticed another story. Uh, Danny Minogue, they say, look out. Kerry Katona's got her eye on your X Factor judging seat. Her agent, you cannot fail to uh, applaud her agent, who is you pushing just say out. Kerry? Kerry Katona. Hmm. On X Factor? Well, she's... I mean, they're, they're, they're coming up with anything that they can to oh, try please. and get somebody interested in her. Anybody, please. But it, it's not working, I'm afraid. And uh, Big Brother star Nikki Graham, she was never a star, she was a rather stupid waste of space, apparently has starved herself to a shocking five stone nine pounds. And so she's gone to the paper to sell a story on how she's plunged down, as opposed to going to Closer magazine I was again, to say, surprisingly. Closer. You know, you'd think she'd go and seek medical attention. 
Is this she says, I need a nutritionist. I'm looking for a therapist. I think you're looking to sell a story, dear, aren't you? I thought that's what it was. That's closer just than I deal oh, with. It's rather tedious, isn't it? These stupid people who don't actually do anything in life. And um, Nicholas Holt, who was in Clash of the Titans. I never saw that. Was it any good? I haven't seen it yet. He, he described his visit to African slums as like a music festival where you can't get out. They come up with some very odd things, That's don't they? That's a very they? odd statement. I know, some of these, uh, these people... Are you watching the soaps at the moment? I've never watched the soaps. I have no intention oh, of ever starting. Oh, right. I can't see the point of it. I think it's the worst acting in the world, the worst storylines. Really? Don't get, I just don't get soaps at all. I think it's a total waste of somebody's time to watch them. Oh, you surprised me. I thought you would I really be... I can't stand them. But the storylines are really quite, uh, quite good at the Rubbish moment. is what they are. They're complete and utter rubbish. But they reflect life. Oh, yeah, of course they well, do. they do. It's no, just they you don't. see little... B- they so they do. They don't reflect life in the slightest. Oh, well. And the acting's appalling. Pat says, read the 40 stone woman who's giving her the surplus food to increase her weight. It's not necessarily not having any exercise. As many people confined to their beds in hospital don't put on 10 stone in one year. I know it's this... You, you should do... So, they should have somebody in there to sort of exercise somebody's legs and to, to do something. This is the woman who's in a lot of the papers today, and it's a picture of her, 40 stone. Her next-door neighbour, who has lived there for three years, said he's never even seen her. Oh, she, no wonder she's been in bed. Exactly. She's been in bed for <laughs> thrust three years. That's and why. he said the first time he saw her was when she's lifted out by 20 firemen. As they're breaking down the wall. You see, I think people should be charged for that. You're calling out the fire service. I'm saying, These are firemen. They're trained to put fires out, not to lift 40 stone women out... I'm still in shock about that lady you were talking about earlier with the seven kids who's applying for a grant to for get a another computer. Yes, yes, but some people, you know, fiddle the system as much as they can. Stupidly, we actually give it well, to people. Probably, she's probably going to get it. Well, the government wanted to a short while ago and they give computers to everybody. Well, I can kind of understand that. I mean, most people would have them on eBay, you know, before you could shake a stick at them. That's what worries me nowadays. Is that you know, it's no point in giving. So you want something, you work for it, like. Like the rest of the country. Yeah. We seem to have forgotten how to work. Yes, we do. I'm quite sure that all the drivers who bring me in in the morning would rather be doing something else than sort of getting up at the crack of dawn and driving people in at four o'clock. Mm. You know, and yet you get lazy old slobs who now become, to a certain audience, celebrities because they're in Closer magazine. I like the idea Dreadful. that... Dreadful. Who was it? Who, somebody texted and said that she going to help clean up the, uh, the oil mess. Yes. I like that idea. Go and send yeah. them out and do well, some Well, do work. them. Get them to do something. Yeah. I just this this culture that we're into at the moment just drives me mad. Uh, everybody today is going to be talking about who's going to take over from from Brown. So that's on the front page. Clegg's voting reform. Brown quitting, but cynically bids to keep Labour in power by guaranteeing Clegg voting reform. So that's going to be discussed with award-winning Nick Ferrari after the news at seven. And uh, Alan Dodgen will be back with us. Um, hopefully, hopefully next week. Hopefully next week. Yes, hopefully. Which we shall look forward to, which will be lovely. You're so kind. You're very welcome. Trainers. If you go to lbc.co.uk, you can, uh, you can find out all the very latest on all the LBC programmes. You can podcast. You can learn how to podcast. And we'd love the winner to come forward. Oh, yes. Who won the Dell laptop. Nobody actually... Uh, Is your time constraint? Uh, no, 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 not no, at all. Right, we'd, just, we'd just like them to answer their, their telephone, which would be quite nice. But unfortunately, um, they're not at the moment. But they got it on Sunday, the Dell laptop, with a bid of £1.06. What a surprise when they get that call. Good for them. OK, listen, have a, have a lovely day. Alan, we'll see you next week. Thank Absolutely. you very much indeed. And uh, Nick's with you. Award-winning Nick, after the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up 264.